That night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two maidservants, and his eleven sons and crossed the ford of Jabuk. After he'd sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask me my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. This is the word of God still speaking today. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. So here in, the, in today's Bible story, Jacob sends everyone, his family, his servants, and all his possessions across the river. And yet he remains alone behind. And as I was thinking, I was thinking, why? Why would Jacob want to be alone at this time? Can anyone think of a reason why he might want to be alone? Prayer. He wanted to be alone with God. And if we read throughout God's story in the Bible, many people, even people chosen by God, I should say especially God, people chosen and called by God, they often go and separate themselves from the crowds to be alone and spend time with God in prayer. Jesus himself would rise early in the morning, we read throughout the Gospels, and go to be alone with God in prayer. Jacob did not know what the future held. What would happen this next day? What would happen when he encountered his brother Esau, who, by the way, himself had done rather well? Here, in the early morning hours of the very day he would encounter Esau, Jacob needs time alone with God. I like how the voice translation puts uh, verse 24. It says, But Jacob stayed behind, left alone in his distress and doubt, in the twilight of his anguish, an unknown man wrestled with him until daybreak. <clears throat> Jacob knew he needed to seek after God in prayer. Prayer is the answer no matter the problem we are facing. Time alone 
Seeking after God is an important part of our faith. The key to solving problems is prayer first. It's the first thing we should do when something confronts us, a problem, a situation we don't know what to do. Prayer can either help us solve the problem or strengthen us to walk through the problem with Christ. Sometimes the problems we face are large and they seem insurmountable. We don't know how we're going to get through this. Problems with our significant others. Problems with our children, friends, our co-workers. Problems with our own health or the health of a loved one. Problems with our finances. These are all real world problems that people face every day. And they're really not that much different from the times of the Bible. Far too often in our culture today, these problems result in separation, divorce, fractured families, fractured friendships, bad financial decisions. The need is for peace, forgiveness, reconciliation. Often reconciliation might seem to be a pipe dream. We don't, it seems impossible. There's no way it can happen. Prayer is the answer. Special kind of prayer, though. Prayer that wrestles with and prevails with God, alongside God. That's the image of Jacob that I take away from this story. He's facing this crisis, the situation that seemed hopeless. He was in desperate agony. He was gripped by a spirit of fear. Distress. I don't know. My brother Esau has vowed to kill me. He may wipe out my family. It was almost unbearable. Jacob knew there's only one person who could help him. God. And as we read the story, it kind of presents us with several different possibilities. It's kind of weird. Did Jacob really physically wrestle with a manifestation of God? Or is this just an analogy that we're supposed to think about? That Jacob wrestled with God in his prayers. He wrestled with his faith. He wrestled with his spirituality. What if both are right? It's kind of what John Wesley wrote about when he was writing his Bible commentary. He wrote this comment. He said how Jacob wrestled... He wept and made supplication. Prayers and tears were his weapons. It was not only a, a corporal, a bodily wrestling, but a spiritual wrestling. Using his vigorous faith and a holy desire. What we need to understand, what followers of Jesus need to understand is it's not only okay to struggle and wrestle with our faith, wrestle with God and what His will is for our lives, it actually can be an important part of our faith. 
Oftentimes, it's through that struggle that we gain an understanding, an important understanding of our own brokenness that God brings to light. Throughout the Bible, people who were called and chosen by God have struggled and wrestled with God and God's will in their lives. Even Jesus himself struggled with God's will for his life. In the gospel stories, right before he was arrested, Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane. And Luke, the 22nd chapter, tells us this. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed. And this is what he prayed. He said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but your will be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Surely that would be good enough. But it says, and being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Jesus, visited by an angelic being that strengthened him, was still in doubt and distress. So much so that we're told his sweat turned red. And if Jesus struggled and wrestled with God and his will for his life, shouldn't we expect to also at times struggle and wrestle with God in our faith? Jacob physically wrestled with an angelic being and eventually he was blessed. Jesus was strengthened by an angel, yet he still felt despair, anguish. And the key to both of these events from God's story is the power that's revealed through this wrestling and this struggling with God. Again from Genesis, when the man saw he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled the man. The man said, let me go for it's daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Is that how we pray when we're facing struggles in our lives? I'm not going to stop praying, Lord. I'm not going to let go of your presence. Until you bless me. Until I feel your presence. Until my need I know is met through you. That's what Jacob did here. It's called prevailing prayer. And prevailing prayer is simply overcoming our problems through prayer with God. Now prevailing prayer doesn't mean... We're going to get what we're praying for in the way that we expect it. Jacob wanted to be blessed. He ended up having his hip dislocated first. But he did not let go of God. What did Jesus pray? Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but your will. God's will be done not our will. 
Even Jesus had to submit to God's will in his life. Jacob struggled with that angelic being until he struck his hip and dislocated it. Even then, he did not give up. But Jacob replied, I will not let go of you unless you bless me. The man asked, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But replied, why do you ask me my name? Then he blessed him there. Jacob didn't give up, didn't let go of God until he received what he asked for. He wanted God's blessing. Certainly, Jacob wanted to be saved from what might happen to him when he faced off with Esau. Jacob was returning to the promised land through God's call. How much did Jacob want that blessing, which was just the fulfillment of what God has already promised to him. I will bless you and make you a great nation. I will give you this land. That's all Jacob wanted. He just wanted to know that was still true. That's the blessing he was seeking. The promise of God that he had already given Jacob. And God's blessing came through that prayer where he kept hanging on to God. Even through that physical injury. God's crippling and that, that limp that he would have were a reminder of Jacob's inadequacy in taking care of what needed to be done. God could have ended that struggle at any time. Yet God allowed Jacob to struggle and struggle. He wanted to see how long is he going to hold on and engage and wrestle this faith. Are you? Are you ready to wrestle and struggle with God like Jacob? Can we prayerfully hang on to God and his promises for us? No matter how uncomfortable or even painful it might become. Can we learn from Jacob the importance of always trusting God to deliver us? Do we understand like Jacob, we are totally incapable of saving ourselves. We can't deliver ourselves. And if we really want to understand that, we, we need to get along alone with God and wrestle with God in that prevailing prayer. And when we do that, if you do that, you're going to learn two truths. First, that we are fully dependent on God. Fully and totally dependent upon God and His grace. And the second truth is that we cannot face the world and its dangers, the dangers of the world, in our own strength. In our flesh only. Because our flesh is going to fail eventually. It could be stricken down by an accident, disease, age, and eventually we're all going to die. The lesson I take from this story about Jacob and wrestling with that man is that we have to be prepared to wrestle with God, struggle with God, and just keep on going on until we prevail. 
We must demand God's blessing. And that blessing is his deliverance, his deliverance of us and our promised land of eternity. And I hope we can understand that struggling and wrestling with God, wrestling with our faith, it's okay. It's kind of normal when you read God's story. Instead of trying to overcome problems with our own skill, our own ability, are we prepared to wrestle with God using this prevailing prayer? God, I'm hanging on to you until I prevail. Whatever your will be, I'm here, but I'm hanging on to you, God. Jacob began by getting alone with God. We need to spend time alone with God. That's the first answer to solving problems in our life. Prayer should be the first thing we do when we're facing a problem or a situation we don't know what to do. Jacob learned that God wrestles with us in prayer. And followers of Jesus, we need to understand it's not only okay to struggle and wrestle with God, it's, it can be an important part of our faith. Jacob learned he was powerless, even crippled, without God. Is that how we view ourselves as followers of Jesus? Totally helpless and powerless without God. Jacob taught that he could wrestle with God and overcome that he grab hold and demand God's blessing. Do we, as followers of Jesus, understand the power that we have when we grab hold of God and ask for his blessing in our lives? Prevailing prayer when we grab hold of God and we don't let go, it gets God's attention. Are you ready to wrestle with God in prayer? Jacob never did get that name but he knew, he understood that God was with him. God was going to fulfill that blessing that he had asked for. Yet, as he limped off with that sun rising, he knew. No matter what the rest of this day had in store, God was going to be with him. May you all, may we all truly know and understand that God is with us in our journey. Especially in our struggles, in our problems. How closely will we grab hold of God? Grab hold of God in prayer and hold on until we feel His presence in our lives and His will to be done in our lives. Amen.